If you're anything like me, you are probably tired of spending all your money on takeout or you're over all the stress that comes with meal planning. Listen, Factor Meals is here to save the day. I mean, imagine this. Delicious, chef-crafted meals delivered right to your door, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Y'all, no more grocery shopping, no more shopping, no more dishes. Just restaurant quality goodness made with fresh high quality ingredients. I love Factor. Factor offers over 35 different options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and so much more. Whatever your diet is, they have you covered. Plus, they have over 55 delicious add-ons like breakfast smoothies and protein bars to keep you fueled all day long. And the meals are good. Every meal that I've had has been so good. And let's talk numbers. Factor is actually less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved. So you know you're getting the good stuff. You can choose as many or as few meals as you need from 6 to 18 per week. And you can even pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your busy schedule. I prefer to use Factor for my lunch meals because that is the time of the day where I'm super busy. So I can just grab something out of the fridge and not have to worry about it. So why don't you diss the stress and step into your bravado with Factor Meals. They're perfect for the boss babe on the go, the queen who values her time, and the woman who deserves delicious healthy food without the hassle. So are you ready to reclaim your kitchen throne? Head to factormeals.com bravado50 and use code bravado50 to get 50% off. That's right, you heard me, I said 50% off. So go to factormills.com slash bravado50 and use code bravado50. Do not miss out, sis. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust. If we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our goal is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love, free of judgment, in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. What it do, boo? How's it going? It's going. What's up? What's the tea? How was your weekend? My weekend was cool, you know? Not one of my most exciting weekends, but it happened. They're all not exciting. So did a little bit of leadership development training, you know. Took you care say of that so casually, like like people know it. Leadership development training. For my sorority, for my chapter. <laughs> Working. <laughs> to put it in context. Yeah, active sorority. Um, I really had to mentally prepare to return back to work this week. I know for a lot of us, this is our first full week back after the holidays. And um, I... Had to mentally prepare. Yeah, you were off for two weeks, right? A week and a half. Oh, yeah. Which felt like forever. So, yeah. Dust off my tap dancing shoes. Polish those puppies up. 
put them by the door. Yeah. So I can head out today. <laughs> so you can just slip them right on. You know. It's a Tap process. dancing. This is the last year for the uh, white man gig. Last. The last one. Claiming it. Claimed and received. Yes. How was your weekend? Uh, it was it was chill. I didn't do much at all. Literally nothing. But I think I needed it. I needed like a weekend where I didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. I went to the bank. I got my money out for the week. Cash. We are cash moolah. Envelope system. Tap Envelope. into the secure the bag episode. Yeah. So um, I had to just do some shit for me. Okay. Walking Girl, it. you made it deep. You <laughs> Do for you then. Walk it in truth. Do for you. Walk in truth, walk in power. Okay. I was like, you know, I need to stay home. I need to do some shit. I kind of felt bad for missing the leadership training, but I'm like, better days are ahead. I don't know what else to say. Like, I had. (laughs) (laughs) You are hilarious. I was just like, okay, girl, you got things to do. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it was a weekend. That's it. Period. Yeah, it was a weekend. You know, we're just easing into 2019. Ease on back. That's what we did. Ease on down. Ease on down. The road. <laughs> okay. So let's ease into this week. Okay. New week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. Okay. So um, we're not going to really dive into too much tea today, but we do want to make mention of Centoya Brown. She was just granted clemency from a life sentence in prison for killing a man who bought her for sex when she was 16 years old. Um, so she'll be released on parole supervision on August 7th. Originally, they were saying she was never going to be granted parole. Petitions were signed. Voices were heard. Come on. She is going to be free. Chains were broken. Shackles off my feet so I can dance. dance, I just want to praise them. So, um, hopefully our girl will be able to dance to the beat of her own drum. Yes. I'm so happy for her. Once she is free. What a fucked up situation to be put in. Like, (sighs) firstly, you're fucking a victim of human sex trafficking. Yes. And you stand up. It's like every day is a fight. God damn. We already feel like we be fighting. Imagine imagine people who are taken into this human sex trafficking, right? (sighs) It's just sick and sad. I can only imagine how she was feeling in those circumstances, so... You know, you know, the justice system just just fucks us from the front and the back, front, back, side, side. Seriously. So we're just thankful that she's going to be she on has her another way. chance. Yes. To live the life that she wants to live and that she deserves. Because that first that first part to yeah, hell. She's been in jail for 15 years. Um, She deserves. She does. So we're praying for her. We're sending her lots of love and light. Yes. And we're thankful that her new year is starting off on a good foot. Hell yeah. Could you imagine that information? Girl. Boy, I would have ran back to the jail. I would have been like, so what day? (laughs) Let me know. Where do I sign? Let me set up my people. Yeah, let me expedite the paperwork for y'all. Right. Okay, so we can transition here. We want... We want ratings and reviews. That's That's what we we want. want. (laughs) That's what we want. Y'all, if you're new here... Get used to this. Yeah. If you're old here, we hope that you submitted your payment in the form of a rating and a review. Mm-hmm. That's all we expect. We just expect you to rate, review, subscribe, support the things you love. That's a simple payment here. Luckily, this podcast is free. And all you have to do is say, hey, I love y'all. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to say that, keep your review. <laughs> if you don't want to say that, keep it. Yeah. No, JK. But yeah, just make sure that you rate, review, subscribe, tell a homegirl to tell a homegirl. Um, this is just a part of us collaborating together. This is how we work with you all to continue to bring great quality content. And you just pay us back by saying, yes, it's value added and we appreciate what you do. 
period. It's an energy exchange. Exchange of energy. It's our ecosystem. So we're grateful if you've already rated and reviewed. And we're not too mad if you haven't already because there's time. There's still time. Time is still on your side. Yes, it's of the essence. You can do it right now. Do it. Pause and do it. Um, also, emphasis on sharing. Yeah. Sharing this on your social social media platforms, sharing it in your group chats, sharing it when you're walking down the street, sharing it when you're Dead. at the coffee shop. Share it. We want you to share it. Share okay? it. Emphasis on sharing. This is a year of sharing. When you think about 2019, think share. And then right after that, think the Black Girl Bravada. <laughs> That's all we want. Hand in hand. So we're going to share today our review of the week. This review comes from Safi M. She says, love, love, love. First time writing a review for a podcast. This was one of the first podcasts I have ever listened to. And this podcast inspired me to want to listen to more. This podcast never fails to put a smile on my face. Keep it going. You guys have great energy and are so authentic. Thank you for all your hard love. work and amazing content. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Thank love from London, UK. Okay. Just touched down in London town. We love you. Dead. The we love you. Literally. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Those kind words. Thank you, Safi. Yes, and thank you for everyone else who has taken the time to leave a rating and review. And review, and for those who will do it today. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just another gentle reminder. This this part of the episode is always filled with gentle reminders, little pushes, subtle pushes. Yes. Uh, just so you're aware, you can always keep up with all things Black Girl Bravado, Brittany and I, at theblackgirlbravado.com. That's your centralized location for everything that we do. So, when events will be coming up uh, for our mailing list and subscribing, you can do it there. You can also listen to episodes at theblackgirlbravado.com. So, yes, make sure you're subscribed and um, on our mailing list there because there's tons of information that we're going to be sending out in the upcoming weeks and months yeah lots coming down the pipeline so be the first pipeline I'm so like the pipeline girl, now popping that's Pop, what i was thinking dropping. popping it's going to be popping but it's coming down a pipeline so make sure you're tapped in don't tap out there you go okay so last week's episode was episode 78 we talked about the be do have uh motto and the episode was titled be do have change your mindset change your life so most people believe that if they have a thing more time more money etc then they can finally do something important go on a vacation start a hobby pursue a passion etc which ultimately allows them to be what they truly want in life. So happy, peaceful, content, or successful. So we we essentially went through that whole episode and discussed how when you change your mindset and a simple shift in your mindset can help you change your life. And we've been implementing this be do have shit. We have. We've been serious about it. And I'm like, not there yet, but I'm being it today. Yeah. That's all it takes. And eventually, and we've already been doing, we do yeah. the work. And so, um, both of those things will be blessed with having. There it is. Simple. Mm -hmm. um, so we're excited to do this. A lot of the girlfriends received that episode really well. We got a really good response from that episode. So we're happy that that information, that content resonated with you all. That's our goal every time we come on here and run our mouths. <laughs> we hope that it resonates and also provides value to you. Yeah. Okay. From one girl to another. Yes. From our kitty to yours. Mm. Purse. <laughs> Some, you know, kitty can be interchangeable. We're talking about a little purse, an arsenal of tools and resources. When we say kitty, it's an arsenal of tools and resources, and that's it. From one, one toolbox to the next. That's it. We'll say toolbox. So this week, uh -huh. there we go, because we don't have sound effects yet. Um, we decided to invite a special homegirl on to the podcast to Give you what you need. Yeah. Give you what you want. Give you what you deserve. 
simple period (laughs) so we have sheila marie with us today she is going to be dropping on us a plethora of gems (laughs) dog plethora we talked about all things ranging from meditation self-care dealing with um um a partner who might have kids already and yes. how you can navigate that space. Um, original plans and kind of deviating off that and just the alignment of life and self-work and self-mastery and Self-love. A, a ton of things. And Sheila was just so gracious enough to share her time and energy with us and just allow us to peel back a few layers so that you all can be inspired and just be opened up to the space and the work that she does for women of color. Yes. So um, Sheila's vision and mission aligns perfectly with ours we're all about helping women of color helping liberate women of color so so if you white it's cool but yeah Uh. take take what take what applies take what applies it's all here for you and we're gonna jump right in so buckle up take out your pens and an extra sheet of paper because you're gonna need to take notes yeah and then you're gonna come back and let us know how you liked it yeah sheila gets going immediately so grab your panties it's time. All righty. All right. Hi, everybody. My name is Sheila Marie. I am so many things. I'm an energy shifter. I'm a meditation enthusiast. I'm also a trained actress. Um, and I love women of color. And I have a very diverse background, but I came upon making this company called Curvy Curly Conscious. And through the work that I do individually and with my company, I've touched over a quarter of a million women of color and introduced them to meditation and other techniques that can help them live happier and healthier from the inside out. And with not, without taking ourselves too seriously, I think that's really what we do is we provide fun, interesting ways for women to heal um, through a variety of in-person and online offerings. So that's really what I do. Yeah. Yay. Love that. So... Sheila, um, of all the things that we see um, on your through your online presence, we immediately recognize two things about you. Firstly, like your transparency. Secondly, that you have this love for women, especially women of color. So, if people mm-hmm. are familiar with Sheila Marie and the brand and uh, what Curvy Curly Conscious is, if they aren't, let them know how this whole like curvy conscious movement curvy curly conscious movement came to be and like why was it so important for you to create this space well i did not know what i was creating as i was creating it i still sometimes think i don't know what i'm creating as i'm creating it i um just decided to use the name curvy curly conscious from a friend aisha she used curves curls and consciousness in her bio when she was doing an event with me i was like oh, lit, can we use that for like the the event? And she was like, sure. And then it just grew from there. It was one event and then it was a tour and now it's an online community. It's So to me, I just kept seeing the need. Like I would do something and then women would show up and I'm like, oh shit. Oh, people want to spend money with us? Like, oh, okay. What, they want to travel with us? I'm like, oh, wow. People will buy things I do. Like, it was just for me, I'm an actress. Like, that's my background. So I'm not a business. I did, you know, I I developed some sense of business uh, knowledge, like, along the way. I read. I make myself educated. I surround myself by bosses. But, like, for me, I didn't know what I was doing as I was doing it. I just kept saying, well, let's do it bigger next time. Let's do it bigger. And that's exactly what I'm doing now. Same thing. 
Love it. That's so that's so dope. It is. Isn't that always crazy Thank when you're you. like, damn, these motherfuckers really feeling me? Yes. That's always yes. <laughs> it's always a shock. I know. Okay, we're gonna keep this moving. I'm like, why the fuck do people want to come see me? Like, what? And I'm like, all right, you <laughs> know, like let's go with it. I love that. Yeah, it instills a different level of um conf- confidence in yourself, but also at the same time a sense of humbleness and gratefulness that people find such value in what you're providing and putting out into a space, something as broad as the internet, which can be a scary space. But when people receive you in the way that we receive Mm -hmm. you and we sure, we're sure a lot of our listeners receive you too. It's just a really, a really great feeling. Um, But you spoke about you being an actress. So I want to comment on what you said before we move on. I I want to say thank you. And then also say that, um, I was very clear from the beginning and I'm still very clear that I never wanted to be a guru and I never wanted to be an expert. I don't want to be a fucking life coach. I don't want to be wrapped up into this thing where like Tony Robbins ish. And first of all, Tony Robbins is amazing, right. but that's not me. I don't, I don't want to be like what I don't, I don't want to create a community that looks to me to tell them what to do. Yeah. Like you have something that I don't lead the way. No, because that's how the fuck we got to where we are now is people not tapping into themselves and not asking themselves what feels right and wrong. Like what I want to do is introduce the community into like, here are tools for you to get to know what the fuck you think, you know, what are your strengths? Like that's where I have always stood and that's where I stand now. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I really reject like people want to, I'm not an expert. I don't want to be like, to me, that just feels like if I say I'm an expert, I mean, I got to at some point accept something title like that. But yeah. for me, an expert is like, well, I figured it all out. And yeah, here, I'm here to tell you how to do it. And I'm like, nah, that's not where I am right now in my journey. I'm still figuring it out like everybody else. Yeah, I mean, you're still a student and, and you're just carrying everybody along on your journey. You're just allowing us to be privy to everything that's transpiring. And that's, it's crazy that you even say that because Brittany and I all the time, we have to tell our homegirl listeners like, hey, this is just our opinion. We don't really know shit. Yes. But please, don't right. us, you know, like thinking we're, we have the end all be all like say all like it's not it. Right. We're speaking candidly and we want to share tools and hopefully people receive us and receive everything that we share and apply it as they will. You know, what, what, take a little bit, take a little bit and make whatever your own risk, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I love it. We're more like guides because we're all in this together. We're figuring out together. And it's basically saying, hey, I'm here with you. Or maybe I went through that before or I'm going through it now. Let's grow through it together. Let's get to a common denominator together. Community. That's what it's all about. I love it. Um, I'm sorry. That headphone just died. Can you still hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. You're good. Okay, perfect. So um, you said that. You were an actress. Come on, thespian. Yes. <laughs> you were an actress. So was your original path or your original destination or goal to be like a super big major actress? Yes, that was the plan. That was the plan. I thought, what would I think I would be doing? See, now, if I would have committed and if I thought acting really brought me like that much joy and fulfillment from the inside out, I would have done a similar path to like an Issa Rae. 
I always knew I was a writer. I always wrote. I always created and performed my own material. I toured doing that. Like, so, and I always was very satirical and everything I made always was a commentary on being black and being woman right now. So if I would have, I felt like made anything with my career, like in a dream scenario, if everything turned out good, like Issa Rae, like what she's done is beyond phenomenal, yeah. beyond. So for me, I was, yeah, living in New York and doing that whole acting thing. It just, it really did not bring me happiness. Like I love, what I realized is that almost I love consuming more than I liked creating. Like I, when people ask me what you do for fun and I answer Netflix, people sometimes like, oh, really? Like, oh, well, Netflix, you don't know. I don't enjoy film and tv the way i think normal people do like it's an art for me i'm watching it i'm i know the director's names i know oh my god i used to act with so and so i'm thinking about what they're saying behind the scenes and looking at how it's like so to me it's like a whole level of satisfaction like anything opera dance ballet theater i live breathe art like when i was in new york city i was so broke i didn't spend money on nothing i never went out I didn't buy clothes. I hate fucking shopping. All I did was see art. That is the only thing I spent money on. And so even now, like Ace and I, we bond over shows, like and shit. And it's weird because he, like, he really, like, he's also open minded with it. And I love it. He's like, yeah, sure, let's watch that. And now after it's like a ritual, we watch something. He's like, all right, I know what it means. So this is like a metaphor for this and blah, blah, blah. And like, I love that. I could do that forever. So for me, maybe I conflated the joy that I got from that with the joy that I got from making it. Um, because the, the, the tenacity, the drive, the resilience that you have to have to get to a level like an Easter Ray, I did not have it. It did not bring me joy. I was just getting torn down in my mind. Yeah, like just going to audition after audition and being told no so much. Like it just, it wasn't, it wasn't the right fit for me at some point and always being broke and seeing your friends on this and that. And I'm like, wow, I feel so much more fulfillment from this. Like, like, again, if there's anything I do in my free time is this. Like if I was doing, I, I would be doing this, talking shit, <laughs> sharing my opinions. I would be reading and meditating. Like that's all I did. That is it. I was art. When I was living in New York, I would consume art. I would work to support myself. And then I would read self-help books and do yoga in my room and learn about meditation. And these are the things that I like. These are the things I'll be doing until I die. So to me, it's just, I realized that like, instead of being tied to that identity, like, well, if you decide that you don't want to identify in a career sense as an actress anymore, you fail. You know, like if, if I like let that drive me, I would still be there and being unhappy. And it wasn't until I decided I was not going to pursue acting in New York that I moved to Miami and started Curving Fairly Conscious. You know, it was so funny when we were talking about this whole original path thing, a, a, a like central theme for us more recently than not has been like the destination, the destination. It's not always about the journey. I mean, well, it's about the journey, the journey, and not so much about the destination. And when you mentioned like, yeah, I thought I was going to be an actress. 
actress would have been like the final, the end all, right? But right. along the way, you figured out like, hey, this isn't what serves me anymore. And I don't like it. And I don't like the way I feel. And there's mm -hmm. other aspects to the act, act, acting part, like the consuming and the behind the scenes that you can still appreciate, which is a part of your journey. But ultimately, your now plan is better than your original plan and is more aligned with everything else that you really have going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's so dope. So in a nutshell, you you to the death with this shit. You to the grave with it. Facts. <laughs> Big facts. Yes, I love that. So that brings me to the thought of manifestation. So there's that's another, I guess, um, theme. theme or common word or phrase that we see thrown around a lot. But I mean, it's the reality for some people. So when you thought about, okay, you know what, this acting thing isn't really bringing me joy. Um, I kind of want more for my life or something different for my life. Did you tap into a space of manifesting? Like, what are your thoughts on manifesting? Did you say, I want this for my life now? What do I do? Or was it something where you just started doing the work and Reaping, things just started yeah. happening? Yeah, manifesting, it's such a buzzword now. And sometimes I even like, I'm like, man, it's, but, but you know what? Some things um, can become buzzwords because they're true. And so for manifesting, for me, I didn't know what I wanted. I knew I wanted something different. And I think it's a process of, it's a less of a process to me of like creating a dream board and visualizing what you want. Absolutely, that's a part of the process. I talk about that all the time. But what really, to me, magnetized um, a life that I love and like the life I have now and the life I'm creating and moving forward to is clearing and allowing. It's like, you know, the difference between feminine energy and masculine energy and not gender or sex, but just the energetic terms of feminine and masculine energy. And like a lot of times, because we live in a society that, you know, it's the patriarchy, they prioritize masculine energy, which is like a penis, you know, it's going forward, it's moving, okay, A, B, C, D, linear, two, three, four, right. five, and then there's feminine energy, which is receiving, and mm -hmm. allowing, and it's creative, and so, like, the way feminine energy can birth children, can create life, so... For me, I think the more important thing than that, like I had a plan, I knew what I was doing, was moving things out of the way that would prevent things from finding me. It's almost like just clearing out a closet and making space and then just sitting there and allowing, which is really foreign to a lot of us. Our society really praises type A people, praises people that have a plan. And then what are you going to do? And then what are you going to do? So like, that whole idea of allowing and clearing is kind of under-prioritized, but it actually is just such a crucial step. And that's what I was focusing on. I was focusing on clearing. I remember I was in an abusive situation, and he, it was just a situation, and he reminded me. I felt a flashback to my mom, and I was like, wow, here I am. Excuse me, all these years later, and I'm in the same exact dynamic and feeling that I had with my mom and I was five I was like okay 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 I got it loud and clear universe whatever this is I'm gonna clear it out 
whatever this is will not be present in my life anymore and it has not been present in my life anymore so to me that was what it was more it was more like what here doesn't fit what here do i not want and how can i clear it to make space for what i do want i like that i'm uh, gonna gonna be implementing the, the clearing and allowing yeah it's feeling it it's a it's a collaborative effort between saying i want different but then also allowing space for the different to come to be because you can say you want different all day but if you don't make room for it where is it going to be where is it going to come you still have a whole bunch of junk that you need to clear out to where exactly it be different if it slaps you in your damn face you know we we're exactly for that. we'll be praying lord bring me a different type of nigga but, be, but behold <laughs> you know, we got oh my gosh you know girl, it's girl like, yes. i can't allow space to give you a new a new something something if you want to hold on to this nigga so Man, tight you hello i just said hello I'm just saying, don't, don't <laughs> tell the truth, change the devil, because all I hear is truth. <laughs> you have to release those strongholds, take that broom, sweep some shit, clear it out, and then sit mm-hmm. there and say, okay, now I have room for you. Come on in. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> I love it. So we're going to transition a little bit because you brought something up that we wanted to chat about, and that's the feeling of. Um, just that, that kind of feeling of you, you, I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the dynamic with your relationship and how you felt in that abusive relationship with your, um, partner partner, and how it kind of mimicked a relationship that you had in your life with your mother. So, um, just kind of piggybacking on that. We get a lot of questions about familial relationships, toxic relationships, boundaries, um, how these relationships kind of intersect and play on one another so you we've seen you speak very openly and candidly about the dynamic and the relationship you share with your parents specifically your mother so for our girls who are new here and might not be familiar with your platform would you mind sharing what that relationship is and kind of how you've grown to a space to you know have not let it affect you in a negative way okay so i've done a lot of work around my dynamic with my mother I, I, my mother was a single mother. My mother is not black. My mom is uh, white and Cuban. And then my father's African-American. So I didn't go, grow up with my dad at all. I didn't really get to know my dad until high school, but I really do have a close relationship with my dad now. So it was really my mom. And um, I have reframed a lot of it. So the way that I might've talked about my mom two years ago is different from the way that I, t- I would talk about my mom now. Um, My mom was and is overworked. She's an RN. She was busy all of the time, like just working to to provide for us. She had three kids and she just was really hard working. And my mom, the way she expressed her love was through trying to provide things for us. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a lot of affection in my household. There wasn't a lot of cuddled, none of that thing stuff. And I was the only person of color in my household because my mom remarried and he was not black either and then had more children who were not black either. And so I was, yeah, I was fucking confused because I was like, my hair is different. We go in the pool. Why my hair do this? And, you know, look at my body and how come no one has any skin color like me? And no one was talking about it. My mom was not willing to discuss race. It was so it was like I was just there and no one said anything about it only kids when I went outside to play would make fun of me but in my household it was just like you don't even talk about it 
And my mom was, um, my mom was never given love. Okay. She was never given love. My mom was not taught how to love. And so she could be considered to be emotionally abusive. And, um, you know, I remember the first time I heard my neighbor, may God rest her soul. Um, she became my godmom. She was like the first person to like, say like, wow, you're great. Like, I don't know, not, not, I don't even know if the words was I love you she was using, but it was like, you can be anything you want to be. Like, mm -hmm. wow, you did such a good job. And like giving me hugs. And then it, like looking back on it, I didn't know why I loved it so much, but it was like, I knew something now that like it was the first time, the first time someone had defended me or someone said good things about me. So when I grew up um, in that environment, and I'm not at all blaming my mom, like my mom could not give what she doesn't have. And right. so I grew up with like critically low self-esteem um, for years. Like even now, like I struggle with uh, a charging, you know what I mean? Like, wow, like people give me my money for me for what? Like how we started this conversation. Mm -hmm. And so like some of the humbleness that people might interpret for me is literally me still trying to get to a, a level of self-esteem not trying because i'm there i'm getting there but you are still I, I feel yeah but i feel that most people on this planet have critically low self-esteem and we, we all think it's normal so for me i'm trying to get to above that and i'm not talking about ego like oh look at me i'm shit yeah look at i can do this and not that but like a deep sense of love for oneself and that is really the journey that i'm on because what I realized is as I look back in my, my um, childhood and I saw all the trauma that we experienced, you know, our, our stepfathers were abusive, alcoholic, you know, people was in and out. My, my sisters have never recovered. And so, like, I just knew from a very young age, like, okay, I'm going to create something different from that. I don't want that. I don't even know how young I was and I knew, like, I'm going to be a mom and I'm not going to have that. So, for me, it's like, healing and like almost feeling for my mom I think more than anything I feel sorry for my mom yeah. um and the final thing I'll say it's so ironic is today I checked my business mailbox <laughs> I don't know why my mom sent it there maybe whatever uh I, and I I saw a Christmas card she sent me is that for Aww. Christmas exactly that's what you think Aww. oh and sorry. I opened the card wrong no, good. that's that's what I did too and I opened the card and there's a handwritten note in there like on a paper a whole paper and i'm like my mom wrote me a handwritten letter yes. my, my mom said for christmas all i want for you is to write me a letter wow. the letter was i'm not going to read it for my mom's privacy but it was just mean i don't have this i don't have that i'm working like a dog my knees my this my that your sister that your sister that Boom. negativity and just toxic to like negative the whole thing until the last line was i hope you're well oh, no happy holidays no like nothing nothing and I, it just reminded me of what i what i used i'm so far removed in a sense i'm so good at creating boundaries now and surrounding myself with people who, who speak life that it was like whoa i read it and i was like my god i am so glad for all the work that i put in and i am just feeling for my mom and I hope that she chooses better for herself yeah. at some point. But yes, I'm glad that I'm creating something new, which is what I've always wanted. 
Ooh, child, that took me on a journey. I'm on a wild ride just listening to that story. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just anywhere. I'm just like, even if I started thinking about all the memories, was such a fucking a toxic ass. It was just crazy. Like, I feel like, but the good thing is though, like, it, you know, I, I'm just taking the parts of it that I feel I have benefited from. And like, yeah. my mom was gone so much that I raised myself and I raised my sister in a lot of ways. I was in the streets. I was just on my own so much. I made so many decisions from such a young age. What are we going to eat? How are we going to eat? What are we going to? And so at, like, I'm really good at making decisions now. I'm really good at it because I have had so much practice. And then I also, that's where I learned a little bit of my performance from. Like when I was little and I, I saw how people it was like, okay, so if you got this kind of skin, you have to talk like that. Okay, people who have this color skin eat that. But people who have that color skin eat that. Okay, so if you wear these kind of shoes, that's okay for people that have that skin. But mm -hmm. it, it was so clear to me as a child that the performance of race and the performance of gender, that's when I fell in love with acting. It's another thing that I learned. And then I also learned boldness. Like, mm -hmm. like my mom was fucking bold. My mom would go to Publix, and my mom is not black. Let me remind you, and she don't give a fuck. My mom would come into that public and be like, "Who the hell do you think you are? You don't get in front of me. No, you're not. I know you're not. You better, you better mind your damn business." Like she did not care. My mom. I went to court when I was 17. I went to court like four times before I went to college and won every time. Like I sued my employer. Like my mom taught me because she did not care. Man, she will call F. BL cuss everybody out. She will cuss you all out. She will write you a letter. My mama don't care. She'll show up. So it's like I learned all of that for her. My mom did not understand social norms. And it's partly because my mother suffers from mental illness, but she, like, there was nothing normal about my life. I never had a normal Christmas. Nothing was ever, I wanted us to sit down like the fucking TV with the dishes and all that. Yes. Never. So I learned to step outside the box. You know what I'm saying? And I'm happy for that. I really am. You know what? So oftentimes we, I'm, I'm laughing with you because like, <laughs> you have just the, the energy that I hear that I can tell you've done your work and you've grown past, like not so much as the hurt or the pain, but you can also highlight the, the good things that came from like such exactly. a experience, you know, and we see people who oftentimes they're in these toxic situations with their familiar relationships, rather it's like their parents or uh, they raggedy ass cousins or whoever it is. Hello. And, you know what I mean? They get jaded. And I know like even my mom has that dynamic because my grandma did the best that she could with what she could. And my yep. mom things and went through some things. And I have to also remind her like, yo, you got to find a way to forgive same, same. some of that shit going on because it's not going to help nobody but yourself. I mean, you know, like once you grow past it, you need to find some sort of light at the end of the tunnel, my nigga. Like, yeah. 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 God. It's I don't, uh-uh. That shit will own you. Girl. Yeah. For real. It yeah. Will and mm -mm. the empathy that you show your mother is admirable. Because Seriously. Some people never make it to that space. So proud of you. You know what? <laughs> because if you try to get to it from the logical brain, from like your rational part of you, like it's, it's, that's not how you get there. You get there through the heart. And I know it sounds cliche, but like literally like a lot of this work was done by healers on me, energy healers, or like in deep meditations and hypnosis, like all type of stuff because you need to really sometimes it's deep. Some of it needs to, you need to override like, you know, and I've done so many meditations like 
one where I went back like as my mom as a child and like and when you start to just think of it like that like I just I I love my mom like to me forgiving my mom is the same skill as forgiving myself what I do for her I do for me and I want to forgive myself don't we well have I done everything right like did I make all the right decisions could I have done better yeah so that same skill uh, is transferable and like so we all benefit that that you're doing a good thing girlfriend love that oh thank you in one of our past episodes episode 62 boundaries and you reinforcing self-worth for our some of our new listeners here um we discussed the importance of setting and enforcing boundaries essentially with um essentially saying that boundaries are self-care right and so you spoke about how you have how you've had to create boundaries between yourself and your mother. And we just want to know, like, how do you do that without feeling guilty? Because it can be tough. It's like, okay, I love you. I want you to know that I love you. But unfortunately, some of your ways are a little unhealthy. Right. How can we set those boundaries without necessarily feeling guilty or doing a complete cutoff? Because we're quick to do that. I'm cutting you off. That's it. We're done. Fuck out of here. Yeah, Yeah, we're quick to do that. (laughs) I know. Me too, though. I mean... (laughs) I felt guilty. I felt guilty just last week. You know, I think that primarily this is the way I see it. It's life or death for me. I can only speak for myself. I am an extremely sensitive person. I can feel energies around and I'm extremely sensitive. I have work to do on this earth. Like I did not come here to make everybody else happy. I didn't come here to make you feel okay about your life and what I'm doing. Like if I focus on all of that, I literally feel like I disrespect divinity, the God within me who gave me all these talents, who gave me this opportunity to be here. Like my job is to live my absolute best life is to move forward with like as close in alignment with what my soul has created for me. Like that's my job. So for me, Um, creating boundaries is allowing me to to do my job. I am not obliged to subject myself to people who distract me from my purpose on this earth, who make me feel about, who make me feel bad about who I am. Nobody wins. Nobody wins when I do that. If curvy curly conscious didn't exist because I was scared about growing my siblings, like how do people win from that? Nobody wins. And in terms of feeling guilty, that's okay feel guilty sometimes that's cool like Like, okay (laughs) yeah because yeah it's not I'm not gonna lie to you and be like I don't feel guilty I do sometimes however you can't change anything through fear you can't change family patterns through fear you can't create something new through fear you don't transform you don't shift you don't do anything through fear powerful Mm. you can through love though so if you if you can't let the fear move you of like, what if they don't accept me? What if they don't like my decisions? What if, and they might. So move forward. Like what's the most important thing? The love, the love that you have for yourself primarily. Mm-hmm. And you love those people as well, but they're not the first love. Everybody is here to, to take care of themselves. And so, and I know it sounds selfish a lot, but I don't care. To me, like if no one is being selfish about you, who is being selfish? Like who is going to take care of you? Who's living your life? So for me, it's like the love you have for yourself, the love for how you have for like what you believe you deserve, the type of life you deserve. That to me is in the front seat. The fear and the guilt is in the back seat. 
There you go. So that means you got to prioritize thyself. Just like RuPaul said, if you <laughs> oh yes, I'm saying seriously, if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you gonna expect somebody to love you? I mean, come it's on. easy. Facts. You have to tap in. So first love is the love of self, and then you can worry about everybody else. So you shouldn't be feeling guilty. So since we're on this self care thing, because now we done bridged on over into some self care, honey. We know that like women of color, we're getting more and more serious about our self-care practices. Yeah. So, you know, we're seeing more spaces, more resources becoming available, like, you know, the retreats like Curvy Curly Conscious, like um, this podcast, hey, hey. And, um, you know, it's just things that remind us to engage in activities and do things that make us feel good. But there's some girlfriends out there who might not understand the importance or the value of self-care, or maybe they don't just don't even know how to tap in. So not that you're the self-care guru. I know you don't like that word, but how do you like <laughs> own the skill or the practice of self-care? Okay. So I think it's so funny. Like, I, I, like I, I did an ad for this app once called Selfish Babes and they, they did promotions on like Shade Room and Baller Alert a few times. Mm-hmm. So I a few times saw like some of the comments cause I usually don't like read comments. They're so toxic. And people was like, oh, really? Like, imagine the fact that I need an app to teach me how to love myself. Child, Jesus do the same thing. Open a Bible, sis, all of this, right? And I think it's so hilarious. And an example that I can give is right now off the heels of the Surviving R. Kelly docuseries. Look around and just think to yourself of how many women are, like, capping for R. Kelly right now. How many women are, are supporting him? against their own best self-interest women who have daughters who could be victims women who themselves could be victims Mm. right like the fact that there it it just shows me that (laughs) it's so funny that this thing that self-love it's just so funny for me i'm sorry i just can't stop thinking about it because i'm like wow like you don't even know how much self-hate you have within you Man. You don't even know how much you don't value yourself. And it's clear. And I wouldn't argue with nobody about that because it is to me, I'm like, you believe your thing, I got mine. But people around, especially women, women of color, again, suffer from critically low self esteem. Yeah. And they even suffer from self hate sometimes. And they have internalized the hate that they've received from society and they act it out on themselves and others. So when it comes to self-care and self-love, it feels like, oh, take a bubble bath. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Okay. And it is really (laughs) radically loving yourself. Radically. Like when I say radical, like remember how like Black Panthers was radical? Like black radicalism, meaning it was so far outside the norm that people were like, they're crazy. That's what I'm talking about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are they talking about? So it's like loving yourself in a radical way. Bubble Bass is not radical. You know what I'm saying? So it starts from there. But in terms of self-care, I think it is really like not fucking niggas who don't respect you. Keeping your bank account at a certain level, right? Like being financially responsible. Mm-hmm. Stop eating Popeyes. I know nobody want to hear this because, bitch, I still uh, I don't like Popeyes, but I do eat fried chicken. But like, I know people don't want to hear this because these are things I like. I like fucking fuck boys sometimes. Like you know, okay, it's fun, great. But then you know, say we're, we're we're talking about radical again here. So anyway. What the hell was the question? What was the question? <laughs> you were touching on it. You're telling us how do you hone 
self-care. Oh, that's how, yeah. About, yeah, come yeah. on. It's not all about these, ma- that kills me on social media where it's like masking my face, self-care. Um, I'm get you know, little shit like, yeah, you know, we're taking care of the outside stuff. We're masking, we're using these lush products and all of this natural shit. We get that, but it's really deeper than that. You know, it's like self-work and self-worth are self-care. You know, like you really got to yeah. tap in. You know what, that's it. That's the word you just said, work. Yes. I'm going to say that. I'm going to like move forward with that. I'm not even going to say like the buzzword is self-care. It's really self-work. It mm-hmm. is. Because that's how you, that's like anything that, that you care about, you work for. Like mm-hmm. if, if somebody was like, um, you know, what do you define as being a good mother? You'd have been like, well, I taught. Sorry. Wait, did you hear? Did the bag get cut off? You got yeah, cut off. Run that back. Run that back. Sorry. Okay. okay, I the friend he called. Okay, so anyway, um, you know, if you know anything, I wanted to grow a business. Okay, well, it would require hours. I sat at the computer, I designed this, boom, boom, boom. And so with black women and women of color, typically that I encounter, the work on ourselves is like considered uh frivolous. Mm-hmm. It's more like let me work for everyone else and make sure my kids are good and make sure my partner is good and even we work for our business or we work for a company, but ourselves, that's like what that's waste of time i got work to do you know yes and so yeah in terms of prioritizing it i would say it's the work it's be will be willing to put work in it's just a lifelong thing i know i know this is not what people want to hear in our society like sometimes i struggle with that like a 21 day program a 10 day program this and i'm like it doesn't work like that though. Like no. this, this, this type of self work is a lifelong commitment, but I think in the best way, in the best way, because you realize there's always another level of freedom. And yeah. that's what I think it is. It's about freedom. I'm always freeing myself from, do I care about that judgment? Freeing myself from beliefs that don't serve me, freeing myself from people that hold me back and it gets better and better, but you have to do the work. Yeah, it's really a self-mastery thing. Like, even if we eliminate the self-care, self-care is like a part of our self-mastery, you know, like mm-hmm. really deciding. It's the surface level element of it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really deciding who we are, what we stand for, how we're going to move forward and what's important to us. And uh, a big, I, th- I think a, th- a theme for myself has been like liberation this year and really um, mm. like freeing myself from thoughts and beliefs that don't serve me and moving, pushing past those things and really deciding, hey, do I like that because I like it or do I like it because something or yeah. someone told me to, that I like it? You know, like especially with uh, images and things from the internet and yeah. shit like that. Yes. Like, so I just feel like it's really about self-mastery and deciding like, like, yeah, like I know what I like deep down. I know what serves me and I know what's important to me. So, yeah, that's really interesting. I love, love that. I love yes, that. girlfriend. Work is Liberation. Key. Come on. That's my word, child. Tap in. That's a good it. word. That's Take a good word. I'm like, whoa. Yes. That's girl. a nice mantra word for the, yes. I'm telling you, I'm yeah. liberated. The moment I heard you say liberation, I said, oh, you own the something. Yeah. yeah. Right. Her in her badge for 2019. Okay. <laughs> you know, got it flipped it, tumbled yes. it. You know. You did that. So. Mm-hmm. A part of a part of um my personal work with self care has really been action focused as well, moving past the yes. And you too are in your bag. I, I, I have not in my yes. bag. I sealed the bag up when that once that R. Kelly documentary I watched the first day and I was like, I need a little break. Yeah, I need a break. I visited, but I need a break because the combination of 
what the fuck has occurred and the conversations on the internet and the ignorance yes. is driving me up a wall. So I have to take yes. a step back. Uh-huh. I'm going to yes. tap back in, but no. Self-care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> self-care. But um, in addition to that, something that really helped me with my self-care was your meditation mix. Come on, bring it back around. I love. Yes. Oh, let's release another one. Yeah. Oh, yes. We're here for for it. it. I'm the type of person, it's hard for me to sit my ass down Mm -hmm. and really focus, tap into my inner voice or let's say quiet the inner voice and really get to the core of an issue or problem or even just myself. But when I tell you, your meditation mixtape really brought a new light shined a new light on meditation for me i mean the voice a voice that sounds like my own yeah the four-part breathing yeah <laughs> yeah we love that, that. Was- so, I mean, if you don't know what the benefits of uh, meditation are girlfriend where have you been but you can reduce your stress it helps control your anxiety enhances some self-awareness allows you to assist with like recognizing your emotional health so Sheila, we just raved about your damn meditation mixtape like it was our own. So give the girls um, an update or let them know why you got into meditation or what led you into starting a meditation process or practice, practice, practice. Um, Yeah, no, process works too. But yeah, I love practice because practice really implies something you do over and over again and you get better and better at. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's that's what I meant about the lifelong thing. So how did I get into meditation? I was, like I said, working and living as an actress and a teaching artist in New York City. And I was in an abusive situation. And that day happened, as I mentioned before. He called me a bitch. And he called me a bitch. It was like, probably, that's not like the biggest deal ever. Like, I don't know, I guess you would say, why is that like a life, like an epiphany moment? But it was just, he called me a bitch in front of people that I cared about. And I felt so, so humiliated. And I realized that the last time anyone had called me a bitch in a way that made me feel humiliated in front of people that I loved was my mom. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh my gosh, okay. I didn't get it. I didn't heal this shit. I'm like, oh, okay. So it was like a light bulb went off and I just was like, I just jumped off of a ledge. I just was like, surrender, so committed to, I am ready to let go of all of these things that no longer serve me because I'm not willing to keep repeating these dynamics in my life. Mm -hmm. I had been able to see that this man who was also hurt, you know, and suffering in his own right, he wasn't real in that moment. He was a metaphor or a, a hologram of my deepest fears and my beliefs that needed to be healed. And he was doing me, and I always call him my angel because he did me a huge favor because he served as the hologram in the mirror for me, which was not, I imagine, a pleasant thing for him to do. And so he served for the, as that hologram for me so that I could see it projected at me so that I could heal it. And so when, with that, I was looking for tools. I started yoga, and my favorite part of yoga was Shavasana, meditation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And from there, it just stuck. It just stuck. I was so enamored by how um, you could go into this other space. I was like, wait a minute, whoa, what? I don't have to be here? And I suffered from severe anxiety and depression my whole life, and it was really the one thing that helped. 
obviously I did a lot of therapy and talk therapy is very important. I saw healers, psychics, everything. I've done it all. Um, but meditation was like me getting close with myself. And I just started listening to guided meditations on um, YouTube. I would read different books about meditation. And that from there just grew. Damn. You know, when you mentioned that he's your angel, girl, you, I can tell you've grown way fit past where I am because <laughs> once the bitch flew out, we would have been ready to box. And I don't want to say that, but you know, that's our, I, I'm working on me. No, it's so weird too. Cause I felt like at that moment I had an out of body experience girl. because I wasn't hurt or anything. Like it was so weird. Like I was just like so happy and I know he was mad cause I had a smile on my face. It was just so weird. Because in my mind, I just heard, this will never happen to me again. Mm, girl. That's probably why you were smiling. Like, so some, yep. there's something better out here. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. And that's exactly what I said. It's never. I was like, it don't matter what. I, I'm going to do whatever. We never going to be here again. Yeah. Oh, shit. And you know what I find amazing? Like, despite your childhood and what, what happened or what didn't happen, the way that you show up in Ace's children's lives as, as, oh, far as can, I love them smushies. <laughs> as far as we can see on social media, of course. But the way that you love their children, love his children, it's just so beautiful. I mean, on social media, a lot of the times we see baby mama drama or messiness yeah, play out. The back and forth. Um mm -hmm. but Oh no, we're not doing that. How we did not you learn that. how did you learn to love and nurture children that that aren't your own. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm like, well, how do I answer this? Because I'm like, there's so many things I want to say, but I feel like, um, again, remember that I said earlier, I remember seeing toxicity all around me as a child and not knowing how, but knowing that I wanted to, to create something different. So it would go against who I am at the core to not treat his children well. Yeah. It's a who, who I am. Um, I've always been a caretaker of other people's children. Ironically, I also had an amazing stepmother. So I'm not like blended families is not something that's foreign to me. But I mean, I was a nanny my whole life. I started out as a babysitter. Then I became a live-in nanny. You know, then I worked in child development centers. So like caring and finding a fondness and loving and getting to know people's children that are not mine is not foreign to me at all. Mm -hmm. I have done it my whole life. So when it comes to Ace, I firmly believe that if you are dating someone on a romantic level and you truly love them and they have children, the love you have for them extends to their children. Mm -hmm. If Ace values it, I value it. If Ace treasures it, I treasure it. If it's important to him, it's important to me. Mm -hmm. His children, I love them. Well, this not the same way I love him because it's a romantic love. Right. But um, to me, it's an absolute like I know it sounds crazy, but it's an absolute honor oh, for me to are, be a part of their lives. Damn sweet. <laughs> because not nah, man, let me tell you, them kids are dope, bro. Like some that. people could have. Yeah, nah, some people have like asshole kids. Like mm -hmm. I've seen it, yeah. or kids is disrespectful. We fly, we fly so much with them to, to, to bring them back and forth. Never have no, everybody give them compliments everywhere we go. They're funny, they're creative. They're artistic. So to me, loving, when, when someone asks me like, how do you love kids? How do I love them? Like, that's not even a question. That's never been 
anything I've had to think about now there's been a lot of other things I had to think about, right? Like you have to deal with egos. You have yeah. to deal with adults. You have to navigate social media. You have to da 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 da. I mean, this, the list can go on. It's obvious a lot of things that I can't bring up because it's not my story. It involves other people. Right. But I will say this: it's been the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Hundred percent. Oh, one hundred percent. Oh my god. Oh Girl. my god. Girl, yes. So, oh my god, solidifies it for me. Because, <laughs> you know, you kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that that's a lot of what t- keeps women, um, especially like young women who are transitioning, like that that twenty five to thirty five like year old space where mm-hmm. a lot of the the men that you encounter likely might have kids. Yeah. Especially even if you are someone who doesn't have kids, so you're put in these positions where you might be yes. a little somebody. You might think they're attractive. You guys vibing, and then the nigga shares he has kids. Right. And it's like, oh, you know, now I'm deterred because I probably got to deal with your baby mama or some shit. It ain't even about the yes. yeah. It's about all the other the package, stuff. The package. package because yeah. people don't know how to be immature and adults. So I'm sure you know that things are tough. This not even just your situation, but other it's women general. who might be dealing with it because that's a lot of times what if I when I was like on my own, you know, on yeah. my own, I was thinking about. <laughs> You know, like, hey, don't want, don't want you. If yeah, you got the we'll kid. be quick to say I don't want, but you may be blocking the blessings. You might, you might. Yeah, that's really a good point. Um, I think that hey, Ace and I having to to do so much to do. There was so much to navigate mm-hmm. with the situation. It like to me again, man. It all depends on your perspective and how you look at it. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I'm not gonna lie, was not in the beginning. It took a while. At some point, I decided um, that this was going to make me better. That I'm gonna use this to my advantage. And me and Ace decided that. And th- like having to navigate this situation has made me and Ace so much closer. We've had to um deal with very serious things like to me me and ace have had like a like i don't know i think it's like you you're you know you're building a house and you don't just throw a house on concrete like sand and or whatever like it takes you a long time you have to make the foundation is right and all this other stuff and like these this situation has asked us to get close to very serious topics yeah very serious things be very transparent about like see each other on another level We've had to stick together. We've had, so to me, I, I just think it's made Ace and I closer as a, a couple. But then also it's been a cool experience for me because I don't have children yet. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like training wheels for me and Ace as a unit. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, we, we decide on oh, what are you going to do? Oh, they did. They, what are, you know, like, okay, then the toys got to come out the room and we do it together. And so I just think that it's made us better. We're going to be better parents. I'm going to be a better mother. I know sure. more. You know what I mean? And, and, and we're going to be so grateful because it's been so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, yeah. like, you know, we're just going to be like, so happy. Yeah. You know, this is our thing. A little peace. Yeah. So do you have any advice for anyone who might be dealing with a, slim, a similar familiar or blended family dynamic? Like, what do you feel like? Okay. Out of everything you got to do this, this, this girl, and then Godspeed. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I'm like thinking, what is the thing they have to do? What's like the, of course, you know, there's a recipe for everyone who's different, but what are like some key ingredients? Like it's like, make, okay, okay. It's like, yeah, yeah. Kool-Aid, you know, like you need the packet of the Kool-Aid, you need water. How much sugar, if you want to put lemon slices or all that shit depends on. Got you. it. You know? All right. Well, the number one thing, the number one thing you cannot do without like the Kool-Aid packet itself. Like you can't yeah. make the Kool-Aid without that. 
is your partner has to be your ally, bro. Yeah. Has to. Okay. Like, if, you're, if your partner don't fucking stand up for you and say, yo, chill, fam, we're not doing that. Yeah. Or if your partner don't say, I'm sorry, hi, can you respect that? Like, if your partner doesn't be that pillar for you, like, then it's almost like how kids can see parents have, like, a separate and divide type of energy and they'll just mm-hmm. come in the middle. So there's that. Like, that has to be the foundation is that you two are a unit already. Like, that other thing, because if you're not, then all of this added stuff can really come in between you. The other thing you have to have is, like, you have to really check your ego. So much check your ego. Oh, my gosh. Because children, a lot of times, and the family unit brings up a lot of ego, which is about ownership. My children, they're mine. I'm going to do it this and that, but da-da-da. Well, wait a minute. I'm the woman in the house, so what's that? So it's like, you know, you really, really have to um, check your ego because if you let your ego run the show, you'll be fighting uh, an invisible battle that nobody ever wins. You'll just be fighting and there's nothing to, to win. It's not it's a like battle. Yeah. It's, uh, hello. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah. And the, the, last, to the, side, the last piece of advice is hopefully the kids don't come around with the you not my insert here because you know I was one of those kids that you not my daddy spiel. Just you know that a cut a nigga. You know what? They might they might at some point when they're yeah. teenagers or they get a little older, they might. You know what I mean? And we'll have to cross that bridge when we get there and they'll be right. They'll be yeah. right. I'm not their mom and I never will try to be. And that's what I would to say as a as a woman in this place, I think that's the main thing you can do is don't ever try to replace the mom or eclipse the mom like that kids have a loyalty to their mother yeah period and even if they don't get it now they're gonna resent you later for doing that so Mm -hmm. it's like you know for me it's always like making sure if they want to talk about mommy if they want like you know what I mean just making sure that they know that that's not what I'm trying to be like we two different things it's you know it's like a tribe you know a village yeah, y'all are whole little, little like you said, try, little try, try. Yeah, try vibes. Exactly, try vibes. <laughs> I love that. Sheila, you're so inspirational. You are. I That's so it. funny when people are saying that. I'm like, wow, okay. No, <laughs> like, you know, we gracious, graciously accept your compliments because we're giving I'm it going- to you from, yeah, from a good place. Yes. And Okay, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> transparent and vulnerable and you allow yourself and people like like us you know to peel back your layers so, so that other people can relate to you like that shit means so much you you never really know who you're inspiring or you know who you're just pushing along somebody could be like i can't deal with this nigga and his fucking kids and then you say that and it <laughs> shifts a whole perspective yes, you know they like to get rid of the ego yeah, it's little. Well, that would be amazing if that happened. That I'm sure it's happening. You watch. They're gonna be like, "Girl, that episode helped me." Yeah, let <laughs> me. And I'm not even in a situation, but I'm like, "Let me encounter." Yeah. <laughs> well, if it happen. yeah, if it helps you guys, please let me know at the Sheila Marie on Instagram. I want to hear. Yes. <laughs> let her know. So, girlfriends and Sheila, it's time to pick up your pen. We're, We're dropping, dropping a gym. gym. So, Sheila, this is our time in the show where we want you to let our girlfriends know what's going on, what gym you want to share. Take it away. All right. Well, I would like to share a little bit about what we have coming up for this for 2019. This year, we have so many exciting things in store. I really want to highlight our 
unruly retreat which is going to be in august yes we have not released the details of the location yet but i know it will sell out our last retreat sold out three times in 72 hours so we're keeping it yeah we're not growing as as big as we could because we want to maintain the integrity of the event and our ability to interact and connect with everybody so i'm just saying it's going to sell out asap so if you want to stay updated with that um, you can go to curvycurlyconscious.com and join our mailing list. That is the best thing you could do because we also have so many things coming up. But definitely I want to highlight the retreat. And then um, stay updated on my socials just because I have a lot of things coming up too. Some things are too premature to say right now. But just know I got you online. I got you in person. It's lit. Everything we're doing this year is focused on action, which is, I love, you said that earlier. Come um, on, alignment. Yes, right? That's what I was like. Everything we're doing is focused on how to take this fun-loving, ethereal space for meditation and actually make it into your three-dimensional reality. So go to curvycurlyconscious.com, join the mailing list, and stay updated. Love that. That was a jam jam. Yeah, hell yeah. Jam right. jam. <laughs> Okay, so now um, we're going to transition into our Girlfriend Gag segment. Now, usually we have listener questions that we respond to during this portion of the episode, but today we're going to do a little twist, and we're going to ask Sheila a few random questions, and we'll see your response. Yes. Oh, this will be fun. Yes, Mm -hmm. a little fun. So the (laughs) first question, what's your favorite act of self-care or wellness? Meditation. Beautiful. You know what? Now that you said meditation again, quick sidebar. Do you have any quick tips for someone who might be struggling with meditation? If they're just like, hey, this ain't for me. Number one, join the mailing list because I have something exactly for you that is beautiful. Will help it. But uh, the second thing I could say, yes, start. I would say start with guided meditations. Mm -hmm. Um, Spotify has great playlists, YouTube has great playlist a lot of people are using an app called headspace or insight yeah i would say don't try to just um, start by silent meditation if it's hard up front do guided meditations or i started out by doing this cool thing candle meditation so i would only put a timer for five minutes i would start small and then i would light a candle and put it kind of like not all the way across the room but like maybe 12 feet away from me and you just try to maintain a soft stare not a hard one Add a candle for five minutes. That's it. Start simple. Mm, I like that. Love those tips. Doing that shit tonight. Okay. <laughs> so uh, here's another question. What accomplishment are you most proud of? My personal development. Cool. Really. The work that I've done on myself. I'm very proud of that. Beautiful. The self-mastery vibe. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we know you have a ton of these because we've seen you drop them. <laughs> But what's your favorite quote or book? Ooh. We don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. Ooh. Yes. Come on. I, I can't remember the, I, I know I can see it. A-N-A-I-S. I think I can see it in my mind, but I don't know how to pronounce it. But that is my favorite quote is we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. And, oh, I love so many books, but I'm going to go with Radical Forgiveness by Colin Tipping. That book changed the way I looked at everything. Okay. Love that. Get in a copy. Radical I'm doing all the this. word. Radical. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. Radically. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Okay. So uh, what's the best advice you've ever received? Oh, my God. 
don't take anything personal. Like, yeah, my healer says it. And Dom Miguel Ruiz says it in the four agreements. But every time, like, if I come to her and I have a sob story, she's always like, okay, let me have my feelings. But then, like, all right, you're making it about you. Like, she doesn't let me have a pity party. Mm-hmm. And so I love that, that um, tr- just don't, if you can really try not to take things personally and look at everything and be like, how it's not about you, like, don't make your ego, don't make yourself the center of it. Like, this is probably not really about you at all. If you think about it, mm-hmm. it's more about this person. So that's good advice to me. Don't take shit personal. Love it. Yep. Love that. Okay. So what advice would you give your 21 year old self, young pup? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm like, where was I at 21? I'm thinking too. Like, what would I tell myself, girl? <laughs> I would tell myself he definitely has a girlfriend. Like he's so lying to you. Stop that! You know better. <laughs> um, yeah, and I would tell myself like, you're doing good. You're doing a great job, um, and you really know your worth. You gotta know your worth. You deserve so much. Like, it is okay to, to like, know what you deserve. Because I feel like at that point, like, I was scared to want anything. Damn. So, yeah. I, I was just telling myself. That's good advice. No, All right, no, girl. No. Buckle up. Get your panties strapped. This is the, this is the final one. You can only have one of these for a year. What are we doing? Ooh. Coffee or alcohol? <laughs> what? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> what? What kind of decision is this? <laughs> I'm buy coffee. That's cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I love coffee, but come on, I ain't finna start. Uh, uh-uh. uh, that's not happening. This is why I'm not. I'm not exactly elevated as I could be yet. Okay. Right. <laughs> that's okay because we're all multidimensional. And we meditate. Hello? And we still turn it up. Right. Simple. <laughs> exactly. You know. Balance. You know what's just a little sidebar that I've seen you talking about this that. Like, there's a balance between health and wellness and, like, doing what the fuck you like. Like, nigga, I like, yeah. like, I like acrylic nails. Like, I, yeah. like, I like some cruel, not some, some mascara that might not be vegan, cruelty-free. Like, let me do what the fuck I want to do, and I'm going to tap back in later. Yeah. Because I just feel like if you can't come from a place of acceptance that this is where I am now, you can't really grow. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm not there yet. Like, right. I should probably be eating raw vegan. I'm not there yet. I know that's the best way to eat. I'm not there that happens you're not there yet that's a good one i knew that was going to be a, a good yeah thing. love that i'm for sure going with alcohol because you know what you can drink <laughs> yeah yeah oh <laughs> boom and they got some tea now that tastes like coffee low-key so we could just do that yeah <laughs> seriously okay well sheila um this conversation was amazing amazing just like we knew it would be because you're amazing um because oh, so, are so positive Thank you. I love it. As we wrap up, can you let our listeners know where they can find you? Because I know they're itching to know now. If they didn't already know, if they've been under a rock, they're like, where can we find this girl? Yeah. So let them know. Well, the the place I'm most active is Instagram for sure. And that is at the Sheila Marie. And it's T-H-E-S-H-E-L-A-H-M-A-R-I-E. You can also find my website, which is the same name, SheilaMarie.com. My company is CurvyCurlyConscious.com and at CurvyCurlyConscious on IG. That is the best place to find me. I love that. Sheila, thank you so much for creating a space for women of color where we can feel like we belong, where we feel like we can level up and take on this bullshit that's in the world. Yes. 
girl, because you know it's tough out here yeah, for a sister. It is. It's hard out here for a pimp. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I, we love it. It's Keep the doing least what I can doing. do. Thank yeah. you so much. I had such a good time talking to y'all. Yes, Thank girl, you. you know we did. You're our girl. And all of Sheila's information will be down in the show notes. So, you know, if your pen started slipping out of your hand, don't fret. We have all of this down in the show notes. Click the link. Hit our girl up. Let us know how you like the episode per the usual. Right. And um, <laughs> we're going to end this here, y'all. Okay? So we'll chat. Bye. Bye. Love you.